0: To the More Than a Physique podcast, where we discuss ways to ignite all areas of your life surrounding health, fitness, and becoming mentally elite. I'm your host, Kristen Jansen, certified strength and conditioning specialist, sports nutritionist, and a certified pre and postnatal coach with the Natty Hour. Before we get into today's episode, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors, Legion and the Natty Hour. Legion is an evidence-based supplement company that takes pride in ensuring that all products are backed by peer-reviewed scientific literature and are dosed at clinically effective levels. If you've been following me long enough, you know that I'm not one to push something that I don't believe in, especially supplements. But the fact that Legion has gone to great lengths to ensure such quality products is the reason why I have partnered up with them. If you are interested in learning more, be sure to visit legionathletics.com. You will also receive 20% off your first order if you use my code JANSEN, J-A-N-Z-E-N at checkout. Further information and links are in the show notes. Also, a huge shout out to The Nadir which is my online coaching business that I run with my husband, Kyle Jansen. We exist to serve the drug-free strength and fitness community, from those who embody the discipline and determination to pursue the highest level of competition naturally to those looking to improve their overall health and lifestyle. Our athletes range from being elite bodybuilders to the new mom looking to prioritize her health amongst a hectic schedule. Be sure to visit thenattyhour.com to learn more. Thank you so much for supporting the More Than a Physique podcast. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode on your social media. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome to episode 83 of the More Than a Physique podcast. In part two of this episode, I wanted to elaborate on my decision to stop taking birth control and discuss some of my considerations that you might find helpful if you too are toying with the decision to stop taking birth control yourself. This is something I have been considering for the past few years now, and I finally made the jump to quit taking birth control in the spring of 2022. This was a decision that I didn't take lightly and ensuring I weighed out all the pros and cons for myself was imperative. Some of the key considerations that I had was to understand why I originally went on birth control in the first place and assess whether that reasoning was still valid as to why I am currently still on birth control. I always wanted to understand how birth control was impacting my hormones, my ability to build muscle. and whether the pros outweighed the cons or vice versa. I think answering these questions for yourself need to be considered before making your own decision as to what's best for you. So let's start off today's discussion by going over what birth control is. Now, there are several different forms of birth control as I'm sure you're aware of, such as the pill, IUDs, there's diaphragms, condoms, patches, the depo shot, and vaginal rings. We of course can't discuss every single method, otherwise this would be an all-day episode. So when I discuss birth control moving forward, we are just going to stick to the most common and convenient method for women, which of course is the pill. So please be sure to discuss matters with your doctor and do your own research if you are curious of any of the other forms of birth control. But just so we aren't here all day, we are going to limit our discussion to just the pill. So birth control is synthetic estrogen and synthetic progesterone, also known as progesterone, which can act like progesterone depending on the type. So there are four different generations developed over the years when it comes to the pill. They vary in how they impact a woman's body. We have the first generation birth control, which typically can cause oily skin and increase acne due to it being more So this just pertains to the development of male characteristics, including body hair and muscle mass. Next, we have the second generation birth control, which is a little bit less than we have the third generation, fourth generation, which is actually anti, meaning it binds to the receptor and it blocks it. Therefore, women will experience less oily skin and less acne. Basically the opposite of the first generation birth control. It prevents testosterone in their body from having any impact, which may be good when it comes to preventing acne, but logically it's safe to assume that this may impact one's ability to maximize muscle growth. When I was on birth control, it was actually a third generation pill, so I'm pretty grateful for me and my goals that it wasn't the uh, fourth generation pill it likely did impact my full muscle building potential to some degree. Overall, I'm still very happy with the amount of muscle that I have built over the years, that I'm sure the extent of my limited potential was likely very trivial and not worth losing sleep over. I imagine I may feel differently if I had been taking the fourth generation pill though. There have been studies done showing that birth control can negatively impact muscle growth. However, not to the extent that would be needed to really draw an objective opinion on the matter. Nevertheless, the findings of the studies are in line with our our logical assumption above in regards to the fourth generation birth control. And that has been shown to impair muscle growth compared to women who are not on birth control. And therefore, the best contraceptive if you want to maximize muscle growth potential is likely gonna be an oral contraceptive that's a third generation. So is the risk of possibly not gaining as much muscle as you could without being on birth control worth it? Does that tiny little bit of extra muscle matter to you? Because I never said that birth control completely halts muscle growth. It just may hinder your potential. But to what extent? Well, we we don't really know. It may be noticeable. It may not be noticeable at all. This is a trade-off that you must be willing to analyze for yourself based on your needs and your goals. Now, while you are weighing out the pros and cons for yourself. I think it's important to look beyond just muscle growth. What are some additional implications we want to consider when it comes to taking birth control? Of course, there are so many types of contraceptives out there, and the effect of those are going to be completely different for each woman. But let's approach these implications from a general standpoint. Like I previously mentioned, my ability to build muscle was not my only concern when deciding whether it was time to go off birth control. When making this decision for yourself, you must ask yourself what the benefits of taking birth control are for you before making that decision, whether or not it's best for you to come off it or not. For me, my next concern was menstrual regulation. I used to get the worst periods ever, where the pill not only helped regulate when my period would show up, I also had the ability to skip a period if For whatever reason, I couldn't deal with the uh, quote unquote inconvenience of my period for that given month. Menstrual cycle regulation can be extremely important to a lot of athletes where going off the pill might disrupt that regulation. That may not be practical for you right now. It certainly wasn't for me at the time, but for myself, I knew that I was reaching a point that my system had been shut off for long enough that getting things regulated again naturally was more important. important to my long-term health and I was willing to sacrifice the inconvenience of having a period. I think it's important to note that birth control itself is neither good nor bad, so always understand for yourself why. You went on it in the first place. So for example, if you originally went on birth control because of how shitty your period was, that was my original reason. Or perhaps you have PCOS, that's one thing. Or perhaps on the other end of the spectrum, you went on it to simply be more responsible and avoid pregnancy. That's another thing, another valid reason. So overall, being on birth control It has its purposes. I do think it's important to do your research and understand that there are so many options out there, options that may not have as negative of side effects that one may realize. When we take oral contraceptives, we are essentially manipulating our estrogen and essentially shutting down our estrogen production. And remember what we discussed in part one of this episode, and that is that estrogen is not bad nor is it evil. It's actually responsible for a lot of important functions in our body, where the manipulation of this specific hormone is not good, nor what we want, especially in the long run. This manipulation will actually start to shut down our HPO access, which starts to shut down the natural production of sex hormones. In conclusion, this starts to impact our mental health, our bone health, and even our gut health. What's really interesting is just Just because you bleed while you are on the pill, that doesn't mean it is actually menstruation. The blood being secreted is not the same as when you have an actual period. And that's because you are not ovulating when you are on the pill. I mean, that's the point of the pill is to stop ovulation. Now if you have no desire to get pregnant and you are fine with not actually ovulating, it's also important to note that actually getting our period as women, it is so much more than just making babies. Menstruating and ovulating are one of the key indicators of our overall health and well-being. For example, if you want to avoid osteoporosis when you get older, I would argue that most of us do. Having a proper period is essential. same goes for the preservation of muscle as we get older. Another important consideration is perimenopausal symptoms. a healthy menstrual cycle now actually has been shown to help mitigate some of these menopausal symptoms such as hot flashes and mood swings, things that I would argue we all want to avoid. So developing this understanding as to what was happening to my body for me just solidified my decision that it was time to stop relying on birth control. So if you decide to go off the pill, what can you expect? What is going to happen? I'm sure you've heard many horror stories, so managing your expectation is important. I think, you know, it's important to understand that the longer you've been on the pill, the longer your body may need to sort things out. For a lot of women, it's very much like going through puberty again, because of how long your system has been shut down. So be sure to consult with your doctor so you know what to expect as best as you can based off of your experience. So I'll spend some time right now going over my experience. However, please note that even if you had a similar timeline as me in regards to how long you've been on the pill, that doesn't mean that your experience is gonna be the same as me mine. Everyone is extremely different and everybody's bodies are going to react very differently. But like I previously said, I was on a third generation pill for over 15 years. For the last seven years, I was taking the pill back to back for three consecutive months and that's simply because of how horrible my periods were and getting what I thought was my period each month was just out of the question. I couldn't function what it felt like. So prior to me stopping taking the pill, I spent three months trying to prepare my body for what was expected to come. I had some blood work done to get an idea of where things were at hormonally, and I started to supplement with magnesium and zinc. Again, this is just to prepare my body for what was to come. I also spent a significant amount of time prioritizing the quality of my sleep, managing stress, getting my calories high enough where I wasn't in. a calorie deficit, and I also ensured that my body wasn't doing excessive amounts of cardio. My first month off of the pill, I didn't get my period, which I kind of expected. This was three months after I just finished competing, where the restricted dieting and the stress my body was under likely would have caused me to lose my period, even if I wasn't on the pill. In addition, I experienced some pretty noticeable mood swings during this first month, as well as increased acne on my back and increased hair growth, which was likely due to my testosterone increasing. During my second month off of the pill, my period showed up, which is something I never thought I would be excited about, but I was. This was a good indication that my body was recovering and starting to normalize, and I have read that a lot lot of women have had their period come back in such a brutal matter that I honestly was scared for what was to come. But... I was pleasantly surprised that the symptoms were completely manageable. The cramps and the fatigue didn't really phase me like they have in the past. And five months later, I can say that this has been my experience each month since then. My mood, it didn't start to normalize until about three to four months after coming off the pill. And even now, I am still dealing with some acne on my back and increased hair growth, which is nice, my hair on my head, but not so much when it comes to having to shave my legs and my armpits constantly. Honestly, it was scary to go off of the pill at first, but based on how my body is feeling several months later, it was the best decision I ever made. I wish I didn't wait so long to make this decision for myself. So before we wrap up this episode, please note that this was just my experience. And again, everybody is so different and I cannot stress that enough. I'm not saying anything bad about birth control, but for me, my original reasoning for taking birth control has changed quite drastically. I have put in that work to figure out what my body needed to ensure that my monthly visits from Aunt Flo weren't gonna be completely crippling. Don't get me wrong, they still aren't fun, but they are manageable enough to the point that I don't need to rely on birth control to regulate it. I also understand now how to track when I am ovulating so I can implement the fertility awareness method Method and avoid pregnancy during those roughish six days during the month where pregnancy is possible. Even just taking the time to pay attention to my body and understand where I am at, whether I am ovulating or not, it has given me just such a better connection with my body. Again, this is not for everyone. Not everybody wants to have that connection with their body and they just want to not have to think about when they're ovulating. I get it. So please be sure to do your own research and ensure you weigh out the protein and cons for yourself. If the reason you started taking birth control in the first place hasn't changed, then of course it still has a purpose for you and your individual needs, and there's nothing wrong with that. All right, team, that about wraps up this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, if you found it helpful, as a thank you to me, please do me a huge favor and be sure to share this on your social media. Maybe share it with your friends and family. And if you haven't already, please be sure to go leave this episode a review on iTunes. It really helps me out. It helps other people find the episode so we can ensure that we help more people just like this episode was able to help you. So thank you all. I look forward to chatting with you all again very soon. But until then, go out there, strive for more, be more, and ignite your inner athlete.